Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. Joined in studio today by our guest co-host for the entire week, Steph. Today we are going to be talking about relationships, which is always kind of a touchy subject for people in recovery because we've done some crazy things. Two people had crazy things done to us. You know how it goes. Hey, if you guys like what you hear, then maybe you could subscribe to us on iTunes and maybe give it a good rating. That would really mean a lot to me. But your listenership already means so much to me. Thanks for helping me stay sober. Let's talk to Steph now. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. And we're back in studio. I'm your host, Dana, here with producer Shar and our guest host for the week, Steph. Hi. See your website again. Oh, yes. The website is theladybrainshow.tv. Okay. So we are back today and we're going to be talking about relationships because we both have stuff to say about relationships, obviously. So which which part of relationships we discuss first? Um, I just want to say for me personally, I just, I, I redoing, going over my steps again with my sponsor and what I've come to, because when I came, when I got sober, I had a bunch of blame. There, he broke up with me in a text. He did that. Well, you would get loaded too if this and that. You know, and now what I'm realizing, it was all me. I got in relationships with honest, really good, decent men. And I turned them into psychotic assholes because I am a crazy person okay. when I'm loaded. That That's true. But the guys, the decent men that you were with also have a part... Oh hell in yeah! The relationships. They Don't have a put part. The, see, oh no, that. no, they have a part. You, you have your part. They have theirs. Right. But I bet you were crazy because I was crazy too. And who isn't crazy when they're using to yeah. access? Right. I literally started to actually say and do crazy things in the end, like like crazy, not just flash my tits in a bar, but like crazy. All right, most people would probably call that crazy, but I'm no. talking like weird, weird, nonsensical crazy, like bad oh, shit. I get that. Mm-hmm. I heard an intervention staged. Uh, Char was part of it. In my, it was in my uh, garage. I had been up for a while, and I had my ear to the ground. I think I had one of those Sky Mall things for when you really need to know. It's like headphones and that thing where you can listen through a wall. And I hear my mom putting together an intervention for me, and Char was there. Everybody I knew, wow. there were people from L.A. came up to San Francisco, and you were in the house, and it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Why? The, they weren't there. I heard. Oh, it. holy shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god! That's <laughs> whoa, oh, dude. Did you really have the headphones with the cup? To yeah, the wall? Oh, yeah, yeah. I whoa. had that, and the, the confrontation on my mom. Whoa. We didn't talk for months after that because she was literally afraid of me. I was like, look, you asshole. You can't just rope these people into that. You're always pushing your agenda. Oh. You, you know. And my mom was like. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, God. that's that's cray cray. This is a whole new kind of bad. Yeah, well, you know, when you only sleep four of seven nights a week, yeah. your mind starts to play tricks on you. Yes. Yeah, and it's Deprivation. just not. It, it's not healthy. Yeah. So re- having a relationship during that time for me, like towards the last six months of my being out there before I got sober, um, I didn't have any relationship because I couldn't. Because all I wanted to do was drink and use, and mm-hmm. you can't you can't fit a guy in in between those the days when you're not. Right. Because when the days when you're not, that's when you're doing your sleeping because you're up the other three whole nights a week. Anyway, so but for me, um, you know, I 
I talked about this earlier in the week, like a relationship for me meant that I was valuable and that I was it, it validated me as a human being like she's not bad. She's got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That's so, how you validated. Yourself. Yeah. And, and I had always done that. And I think, you know. We didn't talk about like the reasons why we think we started drinking in the first place, but there are, you know, there's stuff from childhood and and ideas that I had about who I was as a person and what, you know, um, there was just a lot of shame. And I think once I found drugs and alcohol, it was real easy. And, And that's I think that's everybody's story. It was real easy to not have to face that. And so I kept doing it because why not? And then you become addicted to it. So then you're going to do it because you have to. Um, and so I got sober and I went to my very first meeting with my fabulous 21 year sober sponsor, who was this kick ass woman who to this day is a kick ass woman and who was in my life. And I'm sitting there in the room and we're waiting for the meeting to start. And this totally hot guy comes in with two people and they all look to be about my age. And I was like, I immediately went and like zeroed in and she dug her nails into my leg and she's like, that's not what you're here for. So what do I do? Being the good relationship girl that I am, I took her home and I turned around and went back and found him and went to a party with him and hooked up with him my very first night in sobriety. Wow. First night. Okay, because we want to refocus. Well, we want to. We need something to focus on. Because shit, you can't drink and use. Right, I get it. You do what you know. Uh, yeah, you, you do. do. I mean, I wasn't gonna quit coffee and ciggies. Uh, uh-uh. and I certainly wasn't gonna quit dudes. So, but then that that she she whipped me around. She's like, I'm not gonna sponsor you if that's how you're gonna conduct yourself. Whoa. Okay, I needed her and I wanted her. Yeah. So I I dumped that that way. But then, of course, uh, I go maybe two more months and I've got a great new job and I'm a sober person in that job and it's an amazing opportunity and I'm really feeling good about things and I'm, I'm going to meetings and a colleague of mine says, you would love my best friend growing up who lives in Philly. Sober dude, so charismatic. Like I'm gonna, I want to introduce you to. So we meet over the phone. We start talking. He's sober. I'm sober. And I'm like, oh my god, I might get to have a relationship again. You know, in, as, as a sober person. And so we made arrangements to visit each other. And what do I do? Three months later, I moved to Philadelphia. Wow. Oh yeah, because that's who I am. Yeah. And uh, three weeks into that. I literally picked up and moved my life over there and um, was able to keep that same job. And uh, it was not going to work. And so three weeks later, I'm looking for an apartment in Philly for myself. Yeah. But I stayed out of pride. And I wasn't going to move home. I was not going to admit that I had screwed up and I was going to survive, damn it. But um, And I was going to meetings. um, And I wasn't raising my hand and I wasn't really working the steps and I had my long distance sponsor and then I drank. That's when the two sips happen. Yeah. Oh, now it makes a whole lot more sense. But I was with a different guy at that point with the Italian Catholic doctor. And I thought, oh, my God, I am never moving home to California. Yeah. Like, this is it. But the dude had a drinking problem. And I didn't like it, and I didn't know how to handle it. So New Year's Eve, I was out with him and a bunch of people, and they kept filling up. I kept pushing the glass away. They'd fill it up. They kept 
I kept pushing it away. And then finally I was like, fuck it. And I took a sip and I didn't disintegrate. And so I took another one. And then I saw what was about to happen, which was it's snowing in Philly on New Year's Eve. And, and I'm naked. And I'm scoring <laughs> and I'm going and I'm holding myself up in my apartment. Yep. And I didn't want to live like that. So I broke up with that guy and um, just decided that my sobriety was what was most important to me. Good for you. My sponsor has the same kind of story. She, uh, in early recovery, she got married. Uh, she moved a guy in when she had 30 days sober. And it was, the I think, because of where my disease took me in the end and, uh, like, sex industry stuff, I was I was like, oh, God, no, relationships. It's the last thing I would. I, it took me a long time before I would even go to mixed meetings because I didn't want a man to even hug me. You know, yeah. I was just, I was very, yeah. Try. I'd been through a lot of trauma and stuff, so it was easy. It was easy for me to not get into relationships. Uh, one thing about me, though, is like when I do get into a relationship, there's stuff I can't work on because it doesn't come out until I get in a relationship. Like I can talk and th- I, you know, I can go to therapy. I can be with my sponsor. I can be talking about these inner demons that I have and and the the pride and the fear and the jealousy and all that, but it doesn't come out. Until I am able to somehow let myself go in a relationship. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. actually really hard for me to do. So, I mean, so I'm luckily, that's lucky for me right now. Because that's the only way I'm able to been to have been sober for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the longest I've been sober in 11 years since my relapse. Congratulations. Um, it's a, it's a lot. But like I said, it's, it's for me, like I'm the kind of alcoholic who has to go to like at least five meetings a week because I was just in the South. I was telling producer Char last time I went to Louisiana, I, when I came back, I picked a fight with a TSA agent because she removed a knife from my purse. Oh, oh my God. How I was dare righteous. you take how, my weapon? I know. Like, do you know what your job is? Your job is not to take my damn knife out my purse. I, and my mom just went, uh, I, it was, I, when she does this, I know I'm just horrible. She went, oh, Dana. And she like, her head yeah, walked away. Right, right. And I'm like, you know, and I'm literally on the plane going, oh my God, I own amends to a TSA agent. Oh my God. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I should just write her a letter. And I'm like, oh my, they would think it was like, it had poison on it. I was right, trying to right. Kill them. Totally. They wouldn't get our weirdness, but <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You thought about it. You this learned time from when it. I went through TSA, you I didn't allowed have a them. knife. Yeah, I didn't have a knife or an ID because that happened. And I just I was so patient while they molested me because I owed them one. Right, you did. Um, you Take go it. through my you got, stuff. You go ahead, fill me up. That's it's go okay. ahead. That's right. No, I don't want the privacy room. I didn't even know why they asked me. They're like, "Would you like to go in a private room?" I was like, "No, yeah. I want to get this over with." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's why you asked." Yeah, yeah. Good oh God. <laughs> yeah. Moon River. Yeah. Yes. Fletch. Yeah. My favorite movie of the entire world. I can't. I can't believe you brought that up. That is literally my favorite movie. We could do the whole, we could do tomorrow's segment and Caddyshack references if you'd like. We I, totally could. Or, all, or even more Fletch references. Dr. Sure. Rosen Penis. Is, I always John say John Singer is, I, I heard a guest <laughs> on your show Romanian. coming up soon. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Put it on the Underhills bill. I always, one time I just want to say, I did this when I was out. I was with my ex-boyfriend. We were at a hotel. I was drunk and we got, we were still up from the night before we got the continental breakfast and we charged it to the Underhills. No. Yes. That is hysterical. I thought it was I thought it was pretty Fletch is like my all I can't believe movie. that the person didn't get it. I, I know, right? I I'm always like, you don't get that? I like know. can I borrow your towel? My car just had a water buffalo. Oh, how do you not get that? It was brilliant. He is he was brilliant. <laughs> I love Chevy. Yes, me too. Well, now you're, you've become my new favorite person, so okay, I'm good. so glad Thanks. that you guest hosted this week. <laughs> we will be back tomorrow with the end of my run episode. If you want to email us, it's radio rehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab. Dana, see you tomorrow. Keep coming back.
sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll 